The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, winning strategies for a thriving landscaping business. Available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host... Paul Jamison. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. This is a show where we help you take your lawn care and landscaping business to the next level. Today's special guest is Brandon down in sunny Florida, and he doesn't have a landscaping business or a lawn care business. Uh, you're on the inside of the house painting away. Uh, I'm sure you paint some of the outside of the house, but welcome to the program, Brandon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Paul. It's a pleasure. So your business down there in Florida is Seal Pro Painting, and I got the opportunity to to enjoy a few meals with you and hang out with you in Nashville um, for the Masters of Home Service uh, podcast recordings, and uh, we we enjoyed talking business. So I was like, I got to get you on the show, man. You got a lot to share. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was a great time out there. Um, a lot of fun and you know, likewise, it was great chatting with you and I appreciate the opportunity to get on here and talk with your audience. Yeah. I wish we would have had microphones at dinner because, uh, back to back nights, right. we all had dinner and we're just, you know, sitting there talking, uh, how, how to make our businesses better. And I want you to go ahead and share a little bit of your story and, uh, you know, some of the best practices that you've learned, um, being in the service industry, home service industry. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. Like I could almost um, share uh, more of like what not to do. Um, And I've definitely made a lot of mistakes and learned from them. Um, But, uh, you know, I got started out uh, six years ago and um, I got into the painting industry um, just by uh, starting out in sales. I worked for a company up in Baltimore and um, I was a sales rep for them. So really, I just I learned uh, how the their model worked. And uh, when I came down here to uh, Florida, uh, it was basically just, you know, putting that model into practice. And, um, you know, I already knew how to sell uh, the paint jobs. Um, the biggest stretching point for me was figuring out the production, um, but that wasn't too hard at all. Um, there's a lot that I, I learned along the way. Um, and, uh, you know, first year in business, uh, we, we did just shy of 500,000 in revenue. Uh, so we, we had some things figured out. Um, we made a, a handful of mistakes, but, you know, fast forward, uh, last year we did, you know, just shy of a, a million in revenue, had some hiccups in the road and, um, I'm kind of, you know, uh, had to learn from mistakes I made last year, but, you know, we're, we're doing well, we're healthier than ever before. And, you know, just, uh, moving along, um, 
And uh, yeah, there's there's so much I could share. I don't know if there's anything specific that you want me to go over, but where I'd like um, to start is I, I would like to dive into the sales and the pricing because one of the most frequently asked questions that we have in the lawn care landscaping industry, and I've done over a thousand episodes, so you know I, I pick up on trends and when when people are asking similar questions or the same question over and over again. And the question I want to ask you that I get asked a lot is how do I know what to charge? And so I think if you can share what you're going through as you're vetting a customer and as you're giving them a quote, what are you calculating and and what have you, I'm sure you've made some mistakes where you've done some jobs where you (laughs) barely made money or lost money. Like we all have, What, what, what have you learned about pricing so that you give the customer a profitable price? Yeah. So I think, um, you know, in, in, uh, I'll say this, my, um, my understanding of pricing has definitely, uh, grown over time and, and has, has developed, but I tried to keep it really simple from the start. And I had a basic understanding is my goal was to try and make 50%, uh, gross profit. So what in the early days of having my business, my basic understanding was, okay, I know what the labor is going to cost me. Um, and I know, uh, I know what the material is going to be. So what I was doing is I was just figuring up that labor, figuring up the, the material and I was doubling my price. And so that's what I would sell the jobs for. And, um, now in, in the, uh, short term, you know, that was fine. I, but long-term you need to get even a little bit more detailed on your pricing and understand things a little bit better. But, uh, really I, I started out just, you know, time and material. Um, I, and I'll also say this, I started with a subcontractor model. So, um, you know, I, I knew what it was going to take to, to pay my subcontractors and what they required, um, for like a day's worth of labor. And I knew how long a job was going to take. So then it was just, it was really simple math. I was like, okay, if it's going to take, you know, $600 per day in labor, it's going to take us three days to do this job. Um, that's $1,800 in labor. And just for easy numbers, let's say it's a thousand, um, dollars in material. So I've got, $2,800 is my expense to get that job done. Um, and then I was doubling that price, um, to, to make money, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And I know for some industries and how people do pricing, it can get, you know, more complicated. Um, but I've, I've always just tried to keep it really simple. And, and one thing that I, um, I've just believed as far as pricing goes is I've tried to make it really simple and know that, you know, try to aim for making a good profit and then know that, yes, my pricing might be more than, you know, my competitors, but I want to really try to bring value. So I'm not going to worry too much of getting so like anxious about is my, is my pricing like, uh, you know, in the painting industry, they have like production rates, like, okay, how much am I going to charge, you know, per linear foot on each piece of trim? How much am I going to charge or how much time is it going to take, you know, per door? And so now you're counting linear feet of trim, you're counting how many doors front and back, you're counting square footage of wall space and, you know, all of that. I was like, why do I have to make it so complicated? I know that this job is going to take me three days. I know that my labor is going to be X amount of dollars. And I know that, you know, I'm going to spend this much on material. 
I, I didn't want to make it overly complicated, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Well, you mentioned you could share a lot of mistakes. I know at, at the meals, we, you know, we're kind of, I know off air, we, we talked about some of these, but what have been the mistakes that you've made in building your, you know, nearly million dollar a year business? Um, but more importantly, what did you learn from the mistakes so that you don't repeat that? Like, what was the valuable lesson learned in the heartache of, of the mistake as a small business owner? Um, so there's a few things. I, I started out my business, um, purchasing leads. Now I don't have anything against any company who does that. If it works for you, that's great. For me, I just found that it wasn't working. What was happening is, um, you know, we were, we would have all of these different lead, uh, programs that we were a part of. I mean, just a ton of them. And, um, you know, early on, I didn't realize the value in just like, you know, building relationships, um, staying top of mind with current customers, you know, really capitalizing on referral business, um, getting involved in some really high quality um, networking organizations like BNI, Rotary, um, you know, your local chamber, things like that. And, um, you know, doing some marketing that's, like I said, staying top of mind with customers. I didn't really understand that early on. So I was just paying a ton of money for leads. Now, what was challenging for us is because I wanted to be, you know, really profitable. I was selling those jobs at a, you know, high price. But because of that, a lot of those people who are, you know, using those lead services to find um, contractors, they might be just price shopping. Um, so what was happening is our cost per acquisition on jobs was like astronomically high because my focus was profit, not cash flow. So if I had a cash flow um, model, I would just go in, sell the jobs at a lower profit margin and land more of those jobs. So the cash flow would be like coming in constantly, but I'd be like, you know, running myself ragged, trying to keep up with all the, the production. And, you know, I'd be making less money, but do you know what I'm saying? It's just a cash flow machine. And I, it, that didn't work for how I wanted to do business. So I wasn't landing enough of those jobs uh, from those lead services to, uh, to make it worth it. And because I didn't know like the deep details of my numbers um, and understand like, oh, wow, like this percentage of, you know, the money that I'm making is going towards these leads. And I'm just, I'm bleeding money because I'm spending six to $8,000 a month on, on these leads. And, um, so when things really changed for me, I hired a, a business coach who helped me understand that I could, you know, get the leads myself, lower that cost per acquisition, get better clients that were willing to pay my prices and make more money. Um, so I'd say that's one of the biggest things that I, I had to learn. And it, um, it was definitely tough, but, um, I'm, I'm happy that I don't rely on those, uh, lead services anymore. Totally. And I'm want to dive a little bit deeper into the referrals in a, in a moment and how you, how you get, uh, customers, uh, nowadays, but I want to talk first about the coaching because I personally, uh, over the last year and a half, I've hired multiple coaches and thankfully I've had, I've hired excellent coaches. So I've had a massive ROI. Um, one of my coaches is a thousand dollars a month. Uh, another one, you know, I kind of paid like upfront three grand uh, to be in a program once 500 a month. I got, I got multiple coaches um, that, that focus on different topics. 
And some people look at me like I'm crazy. Like you, you're crazy. You're spending all this money on, on, <laughs> on business coaching. And I know there's so many, um, scam artists out there and guys that you don't want to coach you. But my, um, philosophy, Brandon is would I, would I trade places with this person? And my one coach, sure. for example, you know, last year he did 800,000 in revenue at a very high profit margin. He's married. He has two kids. Like I just look at his life and I'm like, I, I want to be where this guy's at. Like I really respect where he's at in business. And so I don't mind paying him a thousand dollars. He actually, this guy actually charges me a thousand dollars per call, uh, for a 60 <laughs> minute call. And and I have people like, you're crazy or whatever. I'm like, I'm telling you, if I wanted to have done those calls, I wouldn't have made as much money as I have. Like it has, it has changed me. So I understand that you got to be careful out there because you could waste your money on a coach who's no good. But if you find a coach who actually has the knowledge to get you where you want to go, I, it's, it's changed my business. So I know you've been influenced by, you know, having a mentor come along and kind of guide you. Um, so to talk, so walk us through what, what's that been like and what, what did you learn? Um, and what would you say to someone who's on the fence about hiring someone to kind of guide them to the promised land? Yeah. So what I would say is, um, you know, I definitely had my reservations early on when I started my business. Um, but you know, six years in and after like making mistakes and, you know, you keep falling down, you're like, you know, something's got to give. So I, I got to the point where I reached out to somebody that I knew had a very successful business who was, you know, crushing it in the same industry. And I trusted him and respected him. And I, I actually went to him and I asked him if he would coach me. And, um, his response, um, was initially, yes, let me get back to you. Um, and then he contacted me. He's like, look, you know, I could coach you, but I'm, it's not what I do full time. Let me refer you to my coach. And, um, so he referred me to his, uh, business coach and I knew how successful this guy was. And I, and he was, you know, doing better than I, I was at the time. And I was like, man, um, you know, if, if this business coach helped this guy get to where he is and I trust and respect him, I trust and respect his, his referral to this coach. And, um, you know, so it wasn't something where, you know, I, I would definitely say, you know, you got to be careful out there. You don't want to go to these like fake gurus and stuff that you can find on social media. But, um, if you were looking for a coach, I'd go to somebody that you know and trust and ask them for a referral, um, to somebody that they know and trust, because then, you know, there's some validity there, but my, my coach has been a, a game changer for me. Um, if you don't mind, I'd like to just mention who he is. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, his name is uh, Steve Burnett, and he uh, owns a coaching business called DYB Coaching. Um, and he really um, focuses on uh, coaching painting contractors um, and owners of painting companies. And um, he's worked with some really reputable guys in our industry. And uh, so I came on, uh, hired him, and, you know, it's funny, uh, I hadn't even hired him yet. I was just on like a... Um, like an introductory call with him. And, uh, the first thing he told me was he's like, stop paying for, for leads. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, if I'm going to coach you, I want you to stop doing that. So I actually did it like first, you know, r right after I got off the call with him, I turned it all off. And, um, you know, he assured me, he's like, look, if you follow my system, I'll teach you how, um, to get better, um, clients, uh, to get those high paying, you know, a class clients that you want. And, uh, you know, you, 
stop wasting all of that money um, on those leads. And so I did that and it was, it's been probably the biggest, um, uh, help to my business, the biggest game changer. And, uh, just the things that I've learned from him, uh, from, from marketing and building relationships has been, has been huge. That's so good. And I know in lawn mowing, we have reoccurring work because the grass grows and you got to, you know, cut it the next week or, you know, every other week or whatever the, um, geography is. And in painting, I'm sure, you know, you probably go and, and paint three rooms or whatnot. And then they, you know, they more, more than likely aren't going to need those rooms painted, you know, for a very long time. So you you constantly have to get a fresh, you know, a fresh wall to paint, you know what I mean? A fresh new customer. Right. So what are you doing now to attract uh, the clients you want? Do you spend too much time worrying about the safety and security of your vehicles and machines? Are you tired of the hassle of building schedules and routes for your crews? Well, GPS Track It is here to help. They understand that keeping your assets safe and managing your crews efficiently are crucial tasks, but they don't have to be your job. Let GPS Track It take some of the mental load off with their cutting-edge tools, including real-time asset tracking, optimized routing, efficiency reports, and more. With GPS Track It, you can focus on your real job, building your business. So why wait? Visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to get started and experience peace of mind like never before. Are you ready to grow your lawn care and landscaping business at light speed? Hey, I'm Cody Owen with Lightspeed Social Agency, and you have heard me talk shop right here on the Green Industry Podcast and every other lawn care podcast you listen to. I hope that you have taken advantage of the expert knowledge I've given in those interviews, but I want you to experience the power of putting Lightspeed behind your business this spring. Sign up for Facebook and Instagram ads management and put my team's years of experience to work in your business. Are you tired of struggling to explain price increases to your clients? Look no further. The Green Industry Podcast has got you covered with our price increase letter template. Simply download, customize, and effectively communicate your price adjustments with ease. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com today and take control of your pricing strategy. There's three things that are in my strategy. One is dominating Google in my local service area. So so um, making sure that, you know, I've, I'm working on getting reviews, uh, real reviews from real customers constantly and having a system for that, making sure that we're going to rank really high, like in the uh, organic uh, listings for like when people search for a painter, we're, we're up there and um, having that social proof with our reviews. Um, so really just trying to dominate there and with SEO. And then secondly, um, we get the other big chunk of our business through Facebook. And what I really focus on is going into all of the different community groups, uh, on Facebook. So I don't do Facebook ads or anything like that. Um, you know, you have these groups that you can join in your local communities that you serve, you know, like here we have, um, you know, the Titusville, uh, community group, you've got Merritt Island and Rockland and all of these different groups you can join. And so I've just gone in there and like, I'll search the groups for people who are looking for recommendations for our service. And I have a, a pre-made template message. I'll, I'll send that out to them. And like yesterday, there was a person who popped up on one of those, um, 
And I messaged him, said, Hey, I'm the owner of Seal Pro Painting. I'd love to provide you with a free estimate. I can come out today and uh, went out same day and, and bid a job. Free lead uh, didn't cost me anything. It just, you know, took the time of looking in those groups to see if there were any leads and they're free um, and, and they're great. And now we get like referred in those community groups by our other customers. It's just, it's, it's like a gold mine to me. Um, so we get a ton of business that way. And then lastly is uh, like I was mentioning our strategy for um, getting referrals uh, and staying top of mind with our current customers. So um, I'm a part of BNI, uh, which is great for us, um, just the relationships there and getting referrals for business. And then uh, we do things like a, a newsletter um, to our uh, all of our current clients, um, a monthly newsletter. Uh, we do thank you cards, uh, send out cards. I do handwritten and I do automated um, just to stay top of mind with our current clients. Um, you know, make phone calls, um, you know, to our clients, build relationship and friendships there and uh, make it a really personable experience. Um, and, and those have been really our top three ways of, of doing business. And I, I want to share this and this is, you know, being kind of vulnerable last year, like I said, we hit just shy of, uh, 900,000, um, in, in revenue and, um, you know, fast forward, I, I ended up, um, basically losing all of my employees. I was at 11 and, uh, um, we, uh, when I hired my coach, I told my coach, I, I shared with him, I said, look, I said, I want you to help me turn my business around in four to six months or I'm, I'm done. And, um, I was like, do you think you can help me do that? He's like, absolutely. If you follow the system and you do what I tell you to do, you can turn it around. So we've, we've turned it around, uh, you know, a total just turnaround. Uh, things are really healthy. We're hitting, you know, those between 40 to 50% uh, profit margins. And, you know, we're, we eliminated that 6000 to $8,000 a month, um, you know, marketing expense with, you know, the leads we were paying for. And right now we're, we're averaging somewhere around like 40 to 45,000 a month in, in revenue. So um, just a, a total turnaround. Um, the end of last year, I, I dipped, I think my lowest month at the end of last year was like, maybe 10 or 15,000 in revenue and, um, have it back up to between 40 to 45. And that's not purchasing leads. That's not doing anything of that. It was just following his system and it turned my business around a hundred percent and we're healthier than we've ever been. Now, what's the story with the, the employees? You said you had 11 and there's been a changing of the guard. Can you walk us through a little bit more detail of, of, of what happened there? Yeah. So it, it was really interesting. Um, you know, we grew, uh, you know, about 35% from 2020 to 2021. And then we grew again about another 30% from 2021 to 2022. And then in, uh, the beginning of 2022, we were like, we were booming. We were on, on pace to grow 50%. Um, and, around I, so I had hired on, you know, different crews. Um, I had, um, I had three crews, I had a sales rep and I had a, a project manager. And, um, so we were, we were crushing it. We were, you know, on pace to really grow. But what I had done is I had 
um, taken out some debt to to uh, finance vehicles and equipment and stuff like that to grow. Um, and, you know, just think about like on top of that, we're paying all of this money for leads to try now to keep these crews busy. So around May, June timeframe, um, the leads just started. They were terrible. We were um, paying for these leads and it just seemed like the lead quality um, ended up being just the worst it had ever been. And they changed up how you were purchasing leads. It was no longer like, you know, pay X amount of dollars for a lead. They were, it was, it had become like a bidding system and it was like, whoever was willing to pay more for the leads was going to get, get the the higher quality, better leads. And if you weren't willing to pay as much, then you weren't going to get those leads. So it was really weird how they changed up that. So anyway, so then our sales dropped from like, you know, being between like 90,000 a month, to, you know, down to where we were, I think we went down to like 30, uh, 35,000. And, um, I was like the first month that it happened, I was like, Oh wow, maybe that was just like a weird, you know, anomaly and things will bounce back up. Well, then it was like, okay, we're going into the second month of this and things aren't changing. And so then I was just burning cash, you know, cause I'm like, well, I got to get more leads to get more sales to make sure I can pay my guys make sure we can keep doing the work. And anyway, so it, it just, I, it all caught up to me. And, um, so, um, I, you know, I couldn't afford to keep my guys. So I was like, okay, I got to start letting people go. And some guys left on their own cause they could see the writing on the wall. Um, so they, you know, those guys left and, um, and then eventually I was down to just two guys and I was like, you know what, like I need to just, you know, kind of, um, look everything over and see what I can do to, to fix this. And so I let the, the other two guys and I just subbed out jobs. Um, and I was, cause then it was like less of a, you know, if I had the sales, I had sales. If I didn't, you know, I wasn't worried about keeping guys and paying them if that makes sense. And so then that's when I turned to getting a, a business coach. And, um, and it, like I said, it was a game changer for me. And in about four to six months, I turned my business around. And, uh, so that's just a testament to like what coaching can do for you. So I'd say one thing is like, um, it was extremely hard, uh, to go through what I went through. Um, but I'm glad I did cause I learned a lot from it and I'm glad I didn't give up because now I see like, okay, I had what it takes to get through that really challenging time. Um, and I'm smarter and I'm wiser for it, but, um, you know, I hope that encourages anybody who's listening, like just cause you, you know, hit a bump in the road, don't give up, just, you know, work through it, adapt and, you know, be willing to learn and be humble and you'll get through it. That's so good. Well, I want to talk a little bit. I know we both use Jobber and, you know, I, yeah, I switched yeah. over to getting a CRM, getting my customer. Well, I actually had my customer's cards on file before Jobber because I was using another CRM, but I was using their free version. So when I got on Jobber's plan, you know, it was like, whoa, this is, you know, much better. Um, but I know, I know the power of having that organized, getting paid on time, um, how has that gone with organizing your business and like, what is a CRM done for you in, in the painting industry? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a game changer uh, for me as a business owner. I've always looked at my business as like, I want to have freedom like that. That's why I got started in business. 
um, is because I wanted the flexibility for, for me to be able to, you know, decide, you know, what does every day look like for me? Um, you know, it's why I can be on this phone call with you right now. Um, I've got, you know, two crews out in the field working today. Um, you know, we'll finish up one job another job's going, we're going to start another job. So it, it, you know, and I'm, I'm here able to have this conversation with you and having things in place like jobber, um, as a business owner, uh, make that possible because everything is organized and efficient. It systematizes, you know, the business, um, so that, you know, things run smoothly, you know, my guys, you know, they know where they need to be, what they have to do. Um, they can, you know, they utilize jobber out in the field to, to clock in, clock out. Um, they can do everything on jobber. And, um, so it just makes things really easy for me to run the business and, um, efficiency is like so important to me before we had jobber, you know, we had like multiple Google, um, Excel spreadsheets and, um, that we were running things from to manage like the customer data. We were doing handwritten estimates. So, you know, just all the double entry, um, doing that type of thing was just crazy. And, and it's not scalable because once you grow, it's, you're having to do like double the amount of work to try and keep up with everything. Whereas having job or everything is just, you know, it's smooth, it's efficient and makes things so much easier. I mean, if there's any like specific thing that you want me to dive into, I can, but it's just, it's, it's key for running a efficient business. Yeah, totally. No, that that's good. I've been trumpeting CRM, get your customers' cards on file for years and, and believe it or not, there's still, the, what you just explained, the paper invoice and the the spreadsheets and all of that, there's there's guys that are listening to our voices right now that are still doing all that. So I just slowly but surely encourage folks to to utilize a CRM. Of course, you and I both use Jobber and it's just, it, it is a, a difficult to onboard and get all your customers in there and get in the swing of things. But once you get in that rhythm, um, it's so much more organized. So for sure. Is there anything? Yeah, and you, I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, as far as having a CRM too, it's like it, for me, I've, um, I think it's a different mindset. Like I, I think about my business in a sense of like, you know, being able to sell it one day. Um, if, if I'm not super organized and if I don't have a way to, um, you know, say like, okay, here's my client database and this is all of the, um, clients that I have in my CRM this is proof of all of the revenue that we've been able to produce. And, um, you know, having that to be able to like hand over to somebody one day, if they wanted to buy my business, it's like, you're, I'm, I'm handing them something that is much more organized and efficient and, um, and scalable than, you know, looking at spreadsheets and paper and, you know, lost data. There's how do you how do you uh, sell that to somebody and and justify the value of your business? Whereas with something like this, you're you're building more value. And, um, you know, I know how much it costs to like hire additional em employees. Like imagine if you grow and you're using spreadsheets and paper and you have all this double entry and, you know, on top of everything else you have to do administratively for your business, like you're going to pay somebody, you know, let's just say 15, $16 an hour to come in and try and manage that disorganized system versus having jobber. It's like super efficient. You can, you know, grow faster and, you know, 
like it, it eliminates the need for um, an employee longer because it's it's more organized and efficient for you, if that makes sense. So I just look at it from that aspect. You you know you might pay for jobber, but how much more expensive would it be if you're you know you have this demand to get help and you now you have to pay an employee. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh but yeah, that's no, the way I think t- totally. And at the point of sale, when you go to sell your business, if you have all that work history. Um, documented and organized and all that customer information. And especially because you named your name of your business, you know, you didn't name it Brandon's painting or, you know, you, you named it right. the, um, I forget the name. Seal Pro. Yeah. Seal Pro painting. Well, anybody can just plug and play, you know, come on in. They wouldn't have even known who you were in the first place. Cause everything, I mean, they can just turn key, you know, buy your business and, and have, right. have all that uh, book of business and, and, uh, rock and roll. So yeah, there's, there's so many benefits, um, to a CRM. I just, I just knew it was low hanging fruit. Cause you, uh, people are sick of hearing me say it all the time. So it's good to have <laughs> sure, a fresh yeah. perspective on it from a different industry. Well, is there anything we're leaving out here, Brandon, that you want to share with guys out there cutting that grass, making that cash? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I think we covered a lot of great things. Um, I would say, um, if anybody wants to reach out to me and has any additional questions, they can find me on, uh, social media. I'm pretty active on Instagram. Um, my name is spelled differently. It's B R A N D E N Sewell. And that's, uh, that's my, uh, handle on Instagram. You can reach out to me there, send me a message. I'd love to answer any questions that anybody may have. Say that handle one more time. So it's, it's my first name and last name. It's Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-E-N, Sewell, S-E-W-E-L-L. S-E-W-E-L-L, last name. Yep. Cool, cool. Well, it was great hanging out with you in Nashville. Uh, you guys can go check out um, the podcast that we're referring to. They're going to be coming out, rolling out on Tuesdays, um, you know, throughout the summer. Um, Jobber's podcast is called Master's of home service podcast and, and Brandon's on there. Uh, I'm on there and, and, and other guys, um, Zach's on there from Montreal who does bathroom interior, you know, uh, kitchen remodels and, um, Christine's on there. She, she pressure washes and, and Kimberly cleans houses. And there's, there's all kind of folks on there. Andy does junk removal. So when we all just got together and are eating dinner, um, Adam, the host, uh, does lawn care. We're all, we're all talking the same problems. We're like, yeah, it's the exact same. <laughs> and no matter what the yeah. business is, the, the situations we go through are, um, pretty much identical. Um, so, uh, it's just refreshing to, to know that, um, there's other guys out and gals out there who are trying to, you know, serve their customers well and, and build a profitable business. So it's great catching up with Absolutely. you, Brandon, and, uh, we'll be in touch, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you again for having me. Don't miss your chance to level up at the 2023 Equip Expo in Louisville, Kentucky. From October 17th through 20th, you can explore the best in landscaping and hardscaping across the 1,000 exhibits. Make the most of this event and use my promo code POLL to save a whopping 50% off your registration. Just check out the link in our show notes and let the growth of your business take center stage at the Equip Expo. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.